You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Now that heart is beating fast, and that's the rhythm I can dance to. I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to, that one big heart that's beating fast. Tomorrow morning, let it rain. Tomorrow morning, let it pour. Tonight we're in the groove together. Ain't gonna worry about stormy weather. Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out all trouble and drum. Beat out old trouble on drum. Beat out old trouble on drum. And kick old trouble out the door. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. And kick old trouble out the door. Kick him 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 out the Welcome to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR. This is Joe Toscan and the wonderful, wonderful Kelly Whitworth. Oh, that was very nice. <laughs> well. And in contrast to you being not anti-de-wonderful, not wonderful. The opposite of wonderful. Yeah, terrible. I agree. Ivan the that Terrible. That was mean. Was that mean? No, no, no. Ivan the Terrible, eat your heart out. You've met your match. <laughs> All right? <laughs> if Kelly, you say so. Kelly, goody two shoes, Whitworth. Oh, yeah. Now, right. Kelly, I understand you've put your hand in the Snowtown barrel and you've pulled out a guest for me. A wonderful guest. <laughs> whose name you can pronounce. Oh, well, I doubt it. Moira Burandaris. Pretty cool. Thank that sounds you. pretty good, yeah. Well, you tell us how you okay. really pronounce it. Well, anglicised, it would be uh, Maria Burandanis or Burandanis. Right. Sounds better yeah. when you say it. <laughs> Kelly, just, practice. J- just stick to being a producer and <laughs> just check the sound levels. Let, let oh. the experts talk, oh, not me. We, we're the experts. <laughs> we're the, you respect your elders. That's it. We've got the age on her. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to hang in the back here. Yeah. Well, ha- oh, did you like that? Mm. She's going to hang in the back there. <laughs> You know what I what I liked for what I liked about our conversation, which people didn't hear before. She said, "Is that good for you?" Now, in our from, in our age bracket, we didn't bother to ask, did we? <laughs> no, no, not the men anyway. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, what year were you born? Uh, Nineteen fifty-two. You, you you just respect your elders. I was born in fifty one. Oh, so you okay. be, you be kind to all me, right. all right? Okay, Don't ask I me will. any hard questions. <laughs> and where were you born? I was born in Colorado Springs, Colorado, in the USA. Colorado. Are there any springs in Colorado Springs? I don't know. I, I left when I was six months old. So. <laughs> and you never went back? No. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got this desire to go back to your origins. Uh, well. I came to Australia in 73, so I've lived here longer than I did in the States. You weren't one of these teachers we brought across because we had a teacher shortage? No, but part of my family was. My, I came out, my dad got a fellowship at Monash University. Mm. Um, 
He uh, had a doctor. He's a psychologist, um, but not a clinical psychologist, an engineering psychologist. And he came out um, to re- to help with research about road safety because um, Australia really had a bad had a bad rep about road safety. We did. We used to have three thousand deaths a year from half the population. Yeah. Because we used to like to drive fast and drink heavily before we drove fast. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so your father's responsible for stopping that, is he? <laughs> oh, God. Well, helping research through Monash, yeah. <laughs> so what's your first memory about life on the planet? Okay, well, um, I think the first memories I kind of have are when we lived in Sacramento. My brothers were born in Sacramento. I have a sister was five years older, who was born in St. Louis, Missouri, and two brothers that were born in Sacramento. And I remember being little there, mm. and the fun thing that my mom used to do was give us a bucket of water and a paintbrush, and she said we could paint the house outside. And then when it <laughs> and it was so much fun, and by the time we got somewhere, we could just start all over again. <laughs> What an inventive mum. <laughs> she was extraordinary. Yeah, she was. So, so tell us about her. My mum um, was school teacher, elementary school teacher. She was a reading specialist. Uh, she got her master's, and um, she really liked working um, in, for, in the lower socioeconomic mm, group of schools. Yes. Yeah. So she died poor. Yeah. <laughs> well, all teachers do, don't they? That's what I'm saying. But she was rich with memories and what she gave memories. us. Right, yeah. Right. And yeah. you said you've got how many brothers? I have two brothers. Sisters? I have one sister who passed away three years ago. Right. And two brothers, one that lives in Ballarat, mm-hmm. who's a musician and um, conducts the... The Junior Ballarat Symphony, and I think he's, I think he's also um, conducting the Ballarat That's Symphony at the co co conducting. Mm. And I have a brother Brian that lives in um, Menzies Creek, and he has a floor shop in um, Ripponley. Mm, so that you're all here. Look, I could take your voice home. You know, <laughs> I love that accent. Oh. How did you pick up that accent? I don't know. You know, I reckon I sound Australian. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I say dinky die and all that kind yeah, of stuff. But it's you, motto. But, but you say dinky, say, dinky die with an accent. <laughs> I'm dinky die. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> yeah, I reckon. No, it's a, it's a lullaby. It's beautiful. Oh, I think so. I, I think it, I don't, I moved because we moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. So we what, moved. you didn't pay your debts or something? <laughs> well, my dad at first worked for the Federal Aviation Agency. Mm-hmm. And so he did a lot of work. He was an engineering psychologist. So that's working with people and machines. So he was doing helping develop cockpits and runways and stuff like that. But it was a government job. So you move every five years. So my brother's born in Sacramento. We lived in Maryland, Virginia, New Jersey, and Rhode Island. And... Um, so all the accents kind of change in between. So. Yeah, so you've, you're, you're a combination of all that. Yeah, but look, uh, I, look, I reckon... You like could, all of us here. <laughs> I reckon you could make a bucket load of money. <laughs> what you need to do is your tape of your voice 
and we could use it as a bedtime story. You know, just the voice and Lala Santos. I feel like sleeping, oh, and I've only oh, been thanks. speaking to you for five minutes. Not because <laughs> I'm not, not stimulating no, you. No, 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 no. <laughs> not under the table. So. <laughs> Uh, no, no, obviously the, the voice is just so melodic and, you know, beautiful and it just rolls oh, over. Thanks. I'm used to the Australian accent, like, g'day, mate. Mate, I can say that. Can you? G'day. Can, can you say how? <laughs> how you going? Can you say how they're hanging? <laughs> oh, I think that translates in American too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Oh, I think some of it is, I, I really like, um, my dad always used to read to us, mm. and I've always liked that. And I like reading out loud. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I you, just you, think could, it's you could be a voice coach. <laughs> Seriously, okay. uh, I, I think it's got something to do with my bo- my boyhood. <laughs> maybe, maybe I got I fell in love with some you know American actress with that same voice. It, it I don't know. Be. Could be I don't know. because obviously. You know, American American imperialism is not just about brute force, it's about culture. 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 There we go, culture. Culture. (laughs) So, did you, it's quite interesting moving from state to state. You wouldn't have made many friends in primary school, would you? No. Mm. I have, I have a, that's been one of the things that I've really tried to work on, and it's been really hard because I have an expiry date on friends. (laughs) <laughs> it's terrible to say, but it's what it's, they die or you just get no. Rid of them? I just at a certain point, I always feel like I'm going to go. I have to move, mm. so I I never follow up. So when I had kids, I really wanted them to live in one place, mm. and they have. They live in Canberra, Canberra, and Ballarat. <laughs> That's <laughs> your brother. That's my brother. Yeah, yeah. No, I have. Um, look, uh, look, I've got a tax problem. Can I? <laughs> Can I call one of your kids up to help me if they're in Canberra? Do they know anybody in authority? <laughs> My brother works in the media, so... Oh, no, no, they're useless. I want someone with some real power. Anybody in the reserve I mean, my son. Oh, your son. My brother. Oh, my gosh. Freudian. Freudian. He's the oldest one, too. Yeah, yeah. So, before you came to Australia, what type of things did you do in America? Type of uh, work and education and all that stuff? Oh, let's see. <clears throat> I went to public school. Congratulations. We only interview people who go okay. to public schools. Oh, you might say, uh-uh, <laughs> after, because the last two years I went to a girl's school and I asked my parents to go. I wanted to go to a girl's school because I really didn't like public. I, I really didn't like, um, in the USA, the, the pressure put on about what clothes and things you wear. And I wanted mm. to go to school where you had a uniform. A uniform. It was used to be the other way around here. You wanted to go to school where there was no I uniform. No, you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so um, I did that. I Now, hang on. Let's go back oh, to okay. your, your private school experience. And um, what did you learn in those two years? I had lots of fun. I made um, – I went to um, a girls' school. It was a, it was a small school, mm. Elmhurst. It, it, it was Sacred Heart School. And I just – I feel like I blossomed in a way. Mm-hmm. I had heaps of fun. I didn't feel judged, but I wasn't like Richie Rich. My parents, we were probably like middle, upper middle, I guess, a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, well, what, what were you, Christmas Catholics or something? 
No, no, Uniting Church, Protestant. Yeah, and going you, to church you, with my you, dad all the time. And yeah. you and you went to Sacred Heart. Choir. Yeah, I know. I didn't even. They said that I could be exempt from going to a mass, but mm. I kind of liked it because we had folk masses. Mm. Oh, that was a big thing in the sixties, wasn't it? Folk masses. Yeah. yeah, it's the way to attract the young. Yeah. So you went. What your dad was religious inclined, was he? So he, yeah, he believed in God. That's fine, but you said you went to church with him. You know, well, well, church was the thing that you did. I know. If we didn't go to church, my parents said, you don't have to go to church, but when we come home, um, well, you can stay home, but when you come home, you have to sit on that bench for an hour and not move. <laughs> so it was more fun to go to church because yeah. um, you only had to stay through half of it, and then you could go to Sunday school. Mm. Or for me, what I, how I enjoyed it even more was joining the choir with my dad. Right, right. So we were in the choir, and I really liked that. I liked singing. But for the first 21 years, you are in the US of A. So what happens after? Well, I, I, did, I, I, I did that, then I um, went to school, went to college, mm. and I stayed like six months because they asked me to leave. <laughs> oh, I like this, Maura. Tell me, they asked you to leave. What, was this a state college or a private no, college? No, no, it was, it, was, um, it was a girls' school. William was college, which is a small, like a small uni yeah. in the state. Yeah, well, where, where's, where is it? It was in the Midwest. Right, and yes. I And I applied for three schools and I got accepted to three. Mm-hmm. And my criteria for picking William Woods was because it was the furthest away from home. I can understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was shouldn't it, I shouldn't have picked it. It was a women's college, and it was so strict. Strict? What do you mean strict? Oh, you were in, you had to be invited off campus. You know, like I got in trouble for sneaking Did out. Did you? And stuff. Right, boys. Well, just yeah, sorta, of, but it wasn't. <laughs> but, <laughs> it was just sneaking off campus. I mean, sneaking off oh campus. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Like, you, you had to had to go to the basement and right. open a little window, and then mm. you had there were lights, and you had to roll run across the car park, roll down a hill, climb a fence. Excuse me, roll down a hill and <laughs> climb a fence. It was was there any razor wire on top of the fence? Thankfully, no. no. <laughs> What were they trying to do, protect your virginity oh, or something? I don't, yeah, uh, who knows with it. I got in so much trouble. And then yeah. it was just dumb rules. Like, right. you couldn't wear blue jeans, but you could wear green jeans. Mm. You could, you know, red jeans. And I, I just, I, I was, I, it was a lot of sororities. I was in the independent dorm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was really, and then. and Could you explain to our listeners, they wouldn't be familiar with the concept of sorority. What exactly is it? A sorority or fraternity. Mm. Oh, they're like clubs. <laughs> clubs. <laughs> College clubs. You get asked to join or you apply to join and you have to go through this. What, hazing? Never, Do you go through hazing? Yeah, yeah? Well, yeah, apparently. Look, I never did it. I just didn't want to be part of it. Oh, uh, I just one you're expelled. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's nobody to protect you from the, yeah. from the I was system. in the independent dorm. Yeah. <laughs> was that the nerd dorm? Yeah, there's only one, and I think there are like six, six sororities. But uh. it is, it's all, it's all about like networking, kind mm. of college networking and all that stuff. And, and the fact that you traveled all that way, you wouldn't have known anybody. Doesn't matter because there are people matter. from all over. All place, That's yeah. what's kind of cool about mm. schools there. But mm. I should have gone to Lake Erie College. Mm. 
which was a state kind of college. But mm. I went to this women's one because All I... Right. So, so when, you, when you used to roll down the hill and climb the fence, what, what, what did you get up to when you got over the fence? Well, there was a boys' college. <laughs> <laughs> Go over there, smoke a little oh, weed. Yeah. <laughs> Do stuff, yeah. and then and then sneak. Then it was trying to sneak back because they had house mothers. <laughs> house mothers, you realise you realise oh. my previous producer was a house mother at a, oh. at a private uh, girls' school in oh. New South Wales. Oh she wow! Had, but she liked the job. Yeah. Did she? Well, yeah. but she wasn't one of these. She, she's a she's a tall woman, about six foot, and she's got a. Uh, a, which is an anarchist sign, tattooed on the side of her neck. But this was before she was a, <laughs> after she was a house yeah. mother. So she was she was very kind to the students. Yeah. She was very sympathetic. So your house mothers weren't sympathetic. No, especially no. if you get caught. All oh, right, which I did, um, sneaking back in. Sneaking. You back know, in. it was really silly because they they caught me in the day room. I had snuck in because you had to sneak out through the toilet downstairs and. <laughs> Anyway, and then she goes, where have you been? And I go, nowhere. And then, of course, I, I look right where I came from, right. you know, out the door. They knew. They knew. All they knew. Too. They knew. They could tell by your disabled yeah. state and the fact that you smoke. <laughs> you smoke. You could, they could smell it on your breath. Yeah. They knew. <laughs> all right. So you get expelled. So what happens then? Oh, then I have hives for two weeks because my dad had to come pick me up. <laughs> and it was such a big thing because going to... Um, higher education uni was a big thing, especially with my parents, and mm. they worked so hard to go through it. And and um, so they ha- they had college fund and stuff all set up. So I kind of blew some of their savings on that. But it took I had highs for two weeks. Then I got back. They said, oh, "Go to a junior college." I went for about two months, and still wasn't for me. And then I joined the army. <laughs> you joined the army. That's nice. Yeah, I did uh, it in protest because I was I was one of those people that would hang be on, like, hang on, hang on. You joined the army just after Vietnam or during no, Vietnam? During Vietnam. So what year did you join the army? Because my brothers could get drafted, and I got I felt it was really unfair that my brothers would be expect. Sorry, I get emotional. With that's it all right. Because, no, that's fine. Take your time. Um, take your time. It's a serious issue. It is. um, People were being expected to die for me, and my brothers Mm. would be put on the line to supposedly Mm. um, die for me, Mm. and it wasn't fair. And Mm. my brothers and I, my parents called us the Pixies because um, my mom um, had had to have a hysterectomy, and and so before that she had... They said, if you want any more kids, have them now. So they, right. my sister, five mm. years older, then I was born in February 52. I have a brother born in March in 53. <laughs> I have a brother born they were very in busy. May. They were very, very yes, busy. Yeah. Yes. But, but it just meant that we were like mm. really, really close. close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I, I just couldn't stand it. And they were up. One was up for the draft, the, mm. my mm. older, younger, could could have been drafted, but um, so I thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to protest. I'm going to join, and that means you can't take one guy. But in retrospect, it just meant there was more space <laughs> for the guy to go overseas probably because I took a stateside job yeah, yeah. from someone. So, 
Yeah. So, so you joined the army. How old were you? 18, 19? 19. 19. And what did that entail, training-wise, initially? Uh, well, I got I got a top security clearance. Did you? Yeah. They right. asked me to be part of Yeah. Well, I'm afraid you've just lost that talking to us I on Radical know. Australia. I'm sorry about <laughs> that. You won't be able to be invited to Donald Trump's uh, inaugural, re-inaugural <laughs> dinner in two years' time. I don't even want to go with you. <laughs> now, um, they they did a lot of smooth talking, yeah. and and I'll do the elite thing and mm. do this. So um, I first joined that part, and it was like actually what they were, what it was probably going to end up being like me sitting on a mountain in Turkey, listening to da 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 da. Back then, in the seventies, you know. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't like now. You just you can listen to them at Alice Springs, yeah, and then. And then you can bomb them from Alice Springs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Things have gone forward. You know, as human beings, we've progressed. Yeah. But my, my dad was excited in a way about it mm-hmm. because he, um, in World War Two, he was a radio person right. on support battalion. Mm. And um, so he would try to talk to me in Morse code. But I... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was like getting up at six and doing that. So I, I, I got out of that. I wasn't... I, I wasn't the best army person. So how long did you last in the army? Almost three years. You weren't dishonorably discharged like a previous guest. No. <laughs> no. 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 But I didn't serve my full term. <laughs> uh, but does that entitle you to anything these days? Yeah, because every for um, well, I don't know. Back then, I mean, one thing that I really liked about the army is I got introduced to so many different people. And it was so funny to have this whole barracks full of women. And then you know why they were joining. Most of the women were there because they wanted to better themselves. A lot of single mums or a lot of people just wanting a job. Yeah. And um, it was so funny because one one time you'd be out on a range and you'd be, you know, like having a gas mask on. And then you'd go back to the barracks and sing Kumbaya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole barracks would sing it. I mean, it was just, I'm sure they don't do that now, but yeah. I and mean, back then, you could, I had to get special permission to wear fatigues. Oh, yeah, because girls, women weren't allowed to um, wear fatigues in the army. So, yeah. did, did you get special permission? I did. How did you do that? There was not. There was none of this. You didn't have to do anything hanky panky to get special no. permission. No, 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 no. You um, just applied, yeah. Well, because um, after leaving that. Um, secret thing. <laughs> I did clerk typist. Yeah. So then I got to be a clerk typist in a support battalion, and that meant driving. Then you could drive around the lieutenant and stuff like that. Mm. And you could you. I was allowed to wear fatigues to do that in a mm. jeep and stuff like that. Wow, I've mm. never met a woman who's driven a jeep in fatigues. Uh, uh, I'm two honored. and a half ton truck. I'm two and a half ton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was up to do a bus one well, too. You're doing, but I you were doing manual, were you? No, no <laughs> automatic. Wow. Unbelievable. Oh, Unbelievable. <laughs> so that brings us to 73. Yeah. So what happens then? Did you, what, you just follow your parents over here or something? Yeah. Why? You're a 21 year old. You need to be independent. Well, you've been in the army. You've been expelled from college. <laughs> I guess I didn't trust myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I came out. I had a brother that came out, mm. a sister that came out, um, 
And then my brother, one brother was at Boston University. He finished and he came out. Then all of us ended up in relationships, married, grandkids and everything. Excuse me, excuse me. Did you did you meet your partner here in yeah. Australia? Yeah. Mm. My first job down in St Kilda at the Whiskey A Go Go. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I was a bit concerned there. It's all right. You've missed the joke, Kelly. You're young. You wouldn't know. She wouldn't know, would she? So what, what were you, a topless dancer or something? The whiskey go No. This is the 70s, all right? Shut up, Kelly. No, I was just I was just a barmaid, you know, like... Just a bub. Hey. Oh, no, not behind the bar. I was just... You serving, know, yeah. serving people yeah. behind the bar. They're, they're goddesses, you know. Yeah, but you know, they're like Australian goddesses in those days. <laughs> if you're behind the bar serving beer, uh, yeah. you're a goddess. You could. But have, did you ever go to the whiskey go go? Yes, unfortunately, yeah. I misspent you. But yeah. I, I didn't see you there. No, <laughs> I was more interested. Well, in the go- my my at my um kids. It's funny. It's I know we're not. We're not divorced, but we haven't lived together for 25 years. Right, right. Um, I think he calls me his ex. I can call him ex. I I call him the father of my children. Right. (laughs) I want to know about Whiskey A Go-Go. No, no, don't tell her, don't tell her. No, it's big bands and everything, but you're serving beer and they teach you how to top up the beer, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you know, all that sort of stuff. But my... um, um, Husband to be was a chef there, mm. and that's how he, and he started flirting. Yeah, I can I, understand why he was flirting with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he went to the whiskey go go to flirt. It was the first job. <laughs> first job. He, he picked you, didn't he? He picked. Well, you. I wanted to go to school when I got here, but yeah. it's really hard to get in school here. What? Seventy three. What do you mean? Yeah. It was. You're right. University was very hard in those days. Yeah. It, I mean, compared to the states, mm. it's pretty easy if you have good. SAT score. You can okay. go in, talk to a guidance counselor. I think I tried to go in and say, can I talk to somebody? And they no. You know, mm, like you yeah. have to go through That's the right. system kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. No, it's different. Now. Anybody can go to university. Just ask Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a problem with her fingers. I've gone to TAFE. I've gone back to TAFE <laughs> yeah. to try to get a, yeah. a certificate. Yeah. Well, a you re- diploma. You realise in 73, only the best went to universities and we went to Sandstone Universities. You understand that, don't you? No, you wouldn't know. You're the, an American, aren't you? Yeah, what do you mean, Sandstone? Like, like, Sandstone. The like, original universities. Melbourne, yeah, Sydney, yeah. Brisbane, yeah. Perth, Adelaide. They're the only universities that count mm. in those days. Yeah. There weren't any others. <laughs> that was the problem. Well, it was, I found it hard. I, I just thought it was kind of hard to kind of mm. further yourself to do something yeah. when I came here. Well, you didn't need to further yourself. You were, you know, running beer. Oh, it's on the, the road to nowhere. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. Look where it's led me, right here. Well, that's, well, maybe <laughs> that's the road <laughs> to nowhere. Thank you to the Whiskey A Go Go. Usually when you think of Whiskey A Go Go, you would think of young things with things on their nipples doing Whiskey A Go Go. They have Go Go dances? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I just remember big bands, yeah. too. Yeah, before. Yeah, I remember big bands mm. and, um,. Yeah, they, 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 they could have. I, I, I really. It's no, kind you're, of like, you're too busy serving. Well, I didn't stay beer. there that long. I'm going to do my job. Well, st- oh. oh, hang on, hang on. You, didn't, you got married. How many kids have you got? I've got four. You got married. You had four kids. 
And how long were you at the Whiskey A Go Go for? Oh, six months. Six maybe. months, and then. And then, then I went. Then I went to restaurants up and down, um, right, Turak Road Turak and Road, stuff. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I've been in hospitality most of my life. You've been in hospitality. Well, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. What did your dad think? My parents yeah. think about doing. Look, my parents really—they just wanted us to be happy. Um, I think they knew the uni thing. <laughs> Especially after I didn't stay at the junior college very yeah, long. Yeah, they, they realized, yeah. Yeah. But my mom used to send me books, like when I turned 40, you know, and books about people that have, didn't, hadn't started doing anything until they were after 40 <laughs> and stuff like that. Subtle. It's yeah. what you call subtle. Yeah. I'd like you to get a degree, Maury. I'd like you to get a degree. That's yeah. what you were saying to you. But that was, I mean, that was them too, because they're the only ones, they're the first ones who went. Mm. I mean, like their parents wouldn't have. Um, my, my dad and mum's family would have migrated from Ireland and Germany mm. in the 1850s right. to the USA. 3CR is about community, and we welcome your participation at the station. 3CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills, or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at 3CR. To find out more, go to 3cr.org.au and get in touch. You're listening to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR 855 on your AM dial. This program is streaming on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. So your family settled into Australia pretty pretty quickly, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. So when you talk about hospitality, what type of roles did you... Uh, what didn't I, I do? do? Don't say dish pig, please. <laughs> That's so degrading. But I did wash dishes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did that. Look, I've, I've worked every aspect of it mm-hmm. um, because partly that um, eventually, besides waitressing in lots of different places, um, we ended up getting a restaurant and then we did um, catering in big clubs. Right. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've been to Canberra right. at all, but like the Hellenic Club and some other big clubs up yep. there. So when you when you are um, self-employed, you do everything. Yeah. So it, you're the first in and last to leave. You yeah. Know. Look, I'm going. I'm going to correct you here. Mm-hmm. Not about your life, but about the term <laughs> dish pig. You know, it's like people using the term queer to describe their sexuality. Yeah. It's reclaiming the word. Oh, okay. It's, a, it's irony. It's not a put okay. down. It's irony, but most dish pigs don't realise that. I love being a dish pig. I reckon it's a great job to have in a restaurant or cafe. You just, you left to your own devices. You can just wash dishes and you don't have to deal with customers or cook food or no, anything. I, I don't mind. I don't mind it. And you yeah. can make a real game out of it, trying to yeah. keep ahead of everybody, bringing stuff in. No, you can. It, yeah, it yeah. can be, I liked yeah, it. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. I would say that all the time. Yeah. Even if I get ahead of those people bringing in the function dishes. Yes, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, as you're such a, as you're such an, 
No, you don't have to say that. But as you're such an expert, can I have some advice on washing dishes by hand? <laughs> what, what would you recommend that I use as a... <laughs> we ask the big questions. Yeah. <laughs> Radical Australia, uh, the big questions. Maybe you know? some water and what? soap. You actually use yeah. water? I just thought you I've used I've seen sand. people do it with sand. Yeah, yeah, when you're camping out, out in the desert, you use sand. So you actually use water? <laughs> Oh, I can't believe it. I know. Oh, this doesn't sound a very, well, eventful life. Having four kids is exceptionally eventful. Six and, grandkids. Well, you didn't have the six grandkids, <laughs> all right. Oh, come don't, on. Don't, 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 don't take, look, I'm a grandfather <laughs> and I, I don't take any credit for it. You know, what type of woman are you that you're taking credit for having the grandkids? <laughs> that's true. I know, because I can send them back, so that's okay. <laughs> but um, Canberra, how many years were you in Canberra? 20. Did you personally before I came back down? Did here. you meet any infamous politicians? Anybody interesting? Come to your restaurant? Oh, I worked at Parliament House, so oh! I, I, I just at Parliament House. <laughs> now, Alexander Downer and all that sort of stuff back yeah, then. Yeah. yeah. So uh, are you gonna disappoint me and tell me they shit and piss like the rest of us? <laughs> oh, it was it, it was really interesting uh, because it's not like the because it's usually through, it was through the Hyatt that mm. they did the catering. It was um, spotless at one stage, but when I went there, it was through Hyatt. Mm. Mm. And um, yeah, no, it was really it was really interesting. Did you have silver service? I can silver service. Now, could you explain to, you know, to a peasant like me what is silver service? Well, yeah, it's a spoon and a fork where you serve with one hand. You can take it off a plate, pick up a piece of. Some food yep. and place it on someone else's plate. So you serve them. You don't use your fingers. <laughs> no, and you don't use tongs. It's a spoon and a fork. So you don't want to destroy the meat by using tongs and no, putting pressure. No, and it can get really tricky. Mm, I can imagine. Yeah. 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 So how long did you last at Parliament House for? Probably uh, about a year. Yeah. Well, you weren't fired, were you? <laughs> no, I just started not showing. <laughs> it was. <laughs> It was hard yaka. It was really hard because, you know, um, everything you did, you had to go um, take all the tables, break everything down, and you take it back down to the... It was hard work. Yeah, it is hard work. It it was really hard work, and um, it wasn't that rewarding. I think I was getting tired of doing that stuff. I'll tell you a funny story because it kind of fits in with what you're talking about. There used to be a woman here called Colleen, who used to, was a volunteer at 3CR, and she joined the Greens when they were formed, and uh, she used to work silver service, Parliament House here, State Parliament House, mm. you know, serving the politicians. And she stood for election for the Greens, not expecting to be elected, mm. and she was actually elected. And she said, one day I was doing silver service in Parliament House and the next day I was actually sitting in the Legislative Council yeah. as a member. <laughs> you didn't get that. Didn't, that didn't happen to you. No, 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 no. no. no, no. Uh, can I ask you a very personal question here? Oh, okay. Mm. Are you an Australian citizen? I'm a permanent resident. So you don't have voting rights? Yes, I do, uh, not for federal not for federal, for just state, state just yeah, for state. Community. I well, knew that question was going to be asked. But, and, and well, so, is, so is Rupert Murdoch one of your relatives, is it? No. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny because 
look, we weren't going to stay. <laughs> and then, and then it was really hard thinking that I had to, at, at one stage, you still had to pledge allegiance to the Queen. There, oh, I can, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so yeah. that put me off for a yeah. long time. Yeah. And then priorities went sideways mm, and, and it mm, didn't seem, mm. because I'm permanent, I do all the other stuff. I pay, I pay taxes. <laughs> well, uh, but but I um, mm, yeah, I, I am I like, doing it. I practice on the internet. You know how you can yeah, practice. Right. And what your... are the colours of the Torres Strait Islander flag? Isn't it blue and green and white? And what else? Okay. Yeah, you've missed. Sorry. Oh my gosh! The good thing about you being you know, there's, there's, there's there's really one good thing about you being a permanent <laughs> residence. If you muck up again, like you did at college, <gasps> we can deport. I know. We it it deport. is actually kind of scary. Well. Just learn. You know, it, it does scare me. And you I can see have people that have, have been have... here for so long yeah, getting yeah, chuffed yeah. off for just the, minor things. Yeah, because these days you can have dual citizenship. You don't lose U.S. citizenship. No, but I wouldn't mind it now. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really, I'm so disappointed with the U.S. I, I told my brother that. Um, yeah. Because, because he, there's, my, my um, other brother is an Australian citizen, but my my one brother is, and I don't want to dob on him now. No, I don't dob on him. No, no. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're practicing. But it is a bit scary if something happened and I did something wrong. It used to scare me about mm. if I got arrested or when I was um, homeless or something like that, that if something had happened that they would just say, you're no good anymore. Hang on, hang on. You used the H word. Mm. Homeless. Yes. How did you find yourself in that position? Yeah. Oh, don't tell us the gory details. No, but, no, no. But obviously, you, you, you've got skills, you had a relationship, you got kids. How old were you when you found yourself in that position? In my 50s. In your 50s. Mm. Was it just a gradual, um, or was it just happening It was suddenly? a breakdown of a marriage. Right. And there are reasons for that. No, no, that's Yeah. Fair. But um, it was a breakdown of a marriage, and... Then trying to get a job when you're older. Mm-hmm. And I had, because of um, issues with um, that I wasn't dealing with, with myself, I um, drank. Mm-hmm. I um, self-medicated. And, and I was finding it really difficult to um, do anything. Mm-hmm. But I, I had to leave Canberra because of the marriage right. breakup and trying right. to find myself. Right. So I came down here. Um, stayed with my parents for a while, but then there was issues within the family, and I ended up in emergency housing. And mm. from what fifty one or something, I think it was. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, ended up um, emergency housing, back and forth um, transit. Um, in rooming houses, mm. worked my way down to St. Kilda, so sleeping rough and doing that, and then stayed at the Gatwick. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you ever meet Wendy at the Gatwick? You know Wendy Butler? Oh, Wendy, she, yes. Wendy Butler, she's a friend yes. of ours. Yes. Oh, yeah. Look, if she it, just did an open mic. I am the open mic. She just did the open yeah, mic. Yeah, she, look, uh, look, if you're ever in town on a Thursday between 12 and 1, we have a public housing vigil on the steps of Parliament House, and then we wander down to the Paramount in 
Little Burke Street for a late lunch. Oh, okay. And Wendy is there every week with her trolley. Yeah. yeah. I met Wendy when I first got there because she was would be sitting on the steps riding. Yeah, yeah. Doing lots of riding. She, yeah. she had a really cool little room yeah. where she'd be across the street. Um, she was always riding, 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 right, riding. Right. Yeah. So what was the most frightening aspect of, of being homeless, uh, you know, as a, as a mature woman? I think it was just... Um, always feeling unsafe mm. um, you didn't know yeah you just didn't feel safe especially if, if you're sleeping rough and um, you didn't know whether where to go you know where yeah. to hide right and um, been sexually assaulted mm-hmm. that way as well and then just you get in with the rough people wrong people and then who is angry at who, this and that, and mm. all that sort of stuff. So right, um, right. it was more about um, trying to feel safe mm-hmm. was the first thing. Right. And how difficult is it trying to f- be, actually be safe when you've got no roof over your head? I don't think you can be safe. <laughs> right. Even if, the, even if you have a rooming house, you don't yes. feel safe. Because I was – my first um, – emergency housing had to go twice mm. i was placed in a home for men that had um were perpetrators of domestic violence and i was right. the only female in there and mm. i was told i had to stay in my room you know don't go into the lounge room right. this and that and yeah. i had to do that twice mm. i got asked to leave that one. <laughs> <laughs> man getting kicked out. Uh, uh, that that is that's that's that how is, low can you go that is, no <laughs> That is an Olympic gold medal. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to be kicked out of college as a nine, well, six, seventeen-year-old. It's another thing to be kicked out of a rooming house full of people who are there for dom- men who are there for domestic <laughs> violence. What and did- I didn't do anything. Oh, they because I was having nightmares, and they said they could hear me having nightmares. And it reminded them when they were beating up their partners. I, guess so. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, when did you get out of this cycle? I've had housing since 2009, right? which yeah. I'm really lucky. I was um, totally um, home- homeless mm-hmm. for about two and a half, three years. Mm-hmm. But um, it was really lucky because, you know, one thing, are there, everyone talks about the Gaddy bad, but I always liked it because that was the best place out of all the places I stayed. Yeah. Well, Wendy says the same thing. She misses it terribly. Yeah. The yeah. women, um, Rosanetti were lovely, lovely people that so helpful. They they helped me a lot. They even helped me move. And they said, when I got my place, they even helped me move there. Mm. They said, take any furniture you want. And mm. I said, okay, I'll take that. And that but I won't take a mattress. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit, a bit overused. <laughs> There's lots of little issues with rooming houses. houses like yes. Little things kind of crawl around yeah, and yeah, stuff little, like that. Little bed bugs, yeah. <laughs> You just you can't. It's an old place. You just don't get rid of that stuff. Yeah. No, but it. But um, yeah. And I worked. I, I was up on the third floor, so I was like, woo. Oh, that's right. You're on the third floor of the Gatwick. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's amazing. I, I wonder if has there ever been any attempt to kind of have a Gatwick reunion? I reckon it'll be it'll be interesting. Oh, I don't know. And what by people there? I don't know how. Who's alive and who isn't? <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> of so, the so, resident. <laughs> so, 
when you moved out in 2009, in 2009 how, did, how did you get that permanent accommodation? I was really lucky because one of the things, and one thing that I'm really strong about, um, about community and about social networking and whatever, and that your councils need to support and your community health centers need to support. They had a program at the Gatwick called Health Time. And um, it was a pro- it, you could go in and you could see a podiatrist, you could see um, you could make an appointment to see a dentist, you could see legal aid, you could see a, a social worker, you could see you know they, mm-hmm. they would hook you up with lots of different right, things. Right. And um, I had just gone. They had free lunch, so that was a you know like they had sandwiches, and I had had um, I had an infection. At my, I had a really sore toe. Right. And um, they, I went in and said, oh, maybe I can see a nurse. There's someone in there. And it just happened from that I got um, an outreach worker. And she helped me walk through the system because I, I, I didn't know, like, I really didn't know the system had where to go, who to do it. I, I just knew it was hard. Mm. And and if you're constantly thinking of maybe where you're going to stay or where your next meal is going to come from, because a lot of your time is spent That's right. going from getting a meal here That's or right. there, and it's not like they come to your door yeah, and deliver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to physically I, get there. As I, well. I mean, the physical things. Where do you urinate? Where do you have a shit? It's it's. Well, that that's the rough stuff. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I'm sure a lot of the, <laughs> the <laughs> private residents in Kilda aren't too fond of people hanging around their back gardens. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Well, it's good fertilizer. But anyway, it's no. good fertilizer. <laughs> no, but um. Uh, so you got permanent accommodation. Yeah, and uh, she. So the the they walked me through. First of all, you know, mm. it's it about getting up. But the first thing that they yeah. said to me, "Let's get you healthy." Yeah. Makes sense, doesn't it? And all of a sudden, I felt like somebody was looking at me and yeah. listening to me. Yeah. And they weren't. They weren't talking about what your problems, you know, what this is or that, what you've done wrong. It was looking at me as a person. Mm. And so it's about getting healthy and addressing whatever issues. And, and, and my work at that time, too, was kind of lucky because they had just started where older women um, were on the rise. 2009, hello, where are we now? Same thing. Um, anyone over 55, they got... Um, Fast tracked a little yeah. bit, so I had to wait maybe about nine months to yeah. get housing, mm. <clears throat> and so I got housing in an older person's um, yeah, high yeah. rise, yeah, 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 which was really nice. So, so, what have you been doing the last few years? Oh, visited this, visited that, finding oh, myself, finding enjoying myself, finding yourself, finding my voice. I did um, finding your voice. What, you? Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, God, that's what I'm finding extraordinary. You found your voice. Yeah. <laughs> One stage my sister did <laughs> say to me, she, she dedicated a song to me. You might remember this song. It was called You Talk Too Much. Yeah, you yeah. talk too much, worry me to death. Yeah, yeah, she dedicated that to me. <laughs> but I had found, look, um, from being in my marriage and stuff like that in a very controlling situation that I didn't, I felt like I had lost my voice, speaking up for myself, finding myself. So um, when I got finally got housing um, and was 
getting a bit on track with I got some counseling. And I started thinking, I'm just staying in this place by myself. I'm not going to get better. I'm not going to do anything. And I thought, I'll try to volunteer. So I tried to do that. And it worked a little bit, but... um and what it was is because, like I said before, I like to read, and I I wanted to volunteer to read at at Horse Petty. They had a play group there, mm-hmm. and just to read to kids or whatever. But they misused some of the volunteer stuff, and so I ended up just <laughs> doing a lot of cleaning in the background yeah. because they had private school students come yes, in and do yes. their volunteer stuff. Anyway, I I um my counselor hooked me up with a group called Voices at Southside. Which is a self empowerment group, mm-hmm. and um, you learn to get your voice, speak up, um, how, how does trust that, people. How does that work in a, in a practical sense? Just tell us. Do you go to meetings? Do you speak to people one on one? It's a course you take. It's a course. Yeah, it's an right. eight week course, and, that, and when you graduate, you have to give a three minute speech on anything mm-hmm. that you want. And I did mine about being in the army. <laughs> Well, why not? And learning and learning. And you're talking about tassels all the time. My next door, my bedmate next, she was a, she was an exotic dancer and she did that, you know, bang it on, get it on. The twirl. Yes, she did. I had a twirl of, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so, so, um, I don't know. I, I, I started to get my voice. There are a lot of programs that they do, extended programs and self-inclusion programs and, um, you do performance, you do writing, you can do speaking, you do volunteer stuff. And all of a sudden I found that they were allowing me um, opportunities to speak about being homeless or whatever. So I was doing small things like that. And then they helped extend that. And all of a sudden I'm finding that sometimes I get paid to talk about stuff. And... Um, they also hook you up with other social inclusion groups, which is City of Voices, which I really love, which is a theater group. And um, are, are you part of that? Yes. And, and what? Yeah. Tell us a, a part that you really enjoy oh, in theater. One of my favorite yeah, parts. Of it, yeah. We did this show called Carnival of Shadows. Yes. And I played. I was. I was a spruker. Right. Okay. Well, that makes sense, you know. <laughs> I know. I can't yeah, it makes it. sense. You can yeah. spruik. We all had in, in. We were just carnival, and we yeah. all had secrets. Yes. And anyway, my secret was was that I was a female pretending to be a man. All right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I just honourable tradition. <laughs> because I dressed like a guy and stuff, but it was. Uh, I remember because I had to undress and I had to unbind myself, and it was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> but. <laughs> But I was still struggling, I think, in, in that character, yes. Serge. <laughs> Serge. <laughs> With my identity, yeah. which is okay. You know, yeah. he didn't know if he was yin or yang yeah, or this. Yeah. He didn't matter. Yeah. But it, w- it was fun to have your secret out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I enjoyed that. That was so much fun. We did it at um, St. Martin's, which is no more not St. Martin's in South Yara, but right. St. Martin's that was in the back behind the St. Kilda Library. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, we did all four. Oh, it was so much fun. I, I like all those shows. And so one thing about the theater group is that they allow you to visualize or be yourself and do goals, and, and, and they encourage you to do things that you feel like doing, no matter what your ability is or 
whatever. So, so who organises all these things? Um, well, they're funded by a lot of the funding um, is through the city of Port Phillip, um, Southport Uniting Church, Southport Community Centre. Mm. Do a lot of funding, mm. and <clears throat> City Voices. We just did thirty years. Yeah. We had a show, but uh, so they do that. They're run by beautiful people, um, women. The uh, Voices Southside by Robin Sheckman and De- Deb McIntosh. And um, City of Voices the, is um, run by a beautiful group of people. Miff Powell is artistic director. You have um, program director, which is Isabel Robinson, so she does all that hard work, paperwork stuff. And there are two artistic um, mentors that help us as well. Now that uh, you're a septogenarian. A <laughs> sepo. Like yeah. A sepo. That's my thing, a sepo. I've just done a little series called uh, Bedtime Stories for Little Australians by Uncle Sep. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so I have you, a few stories. Yeah, so you're one of us now. You're, <laughs> you're a septo. A young septo compared to <laughs> yeah. me. I'm an older septo. Do you think this is... One of the most productive periods of your life? You think you've made peace yes. to yourself? Oh my gosh, I'm just enjoying it so much. Man, I was, I was just saying, like, I'm going, going to do this Weimar, uh, Republic Cabaret Act with this song. Like, the goal in the City of Voices, we are having a show in November, is, um, they said, what do you want to do? And I go, I'm going to sing, because I don't, I'm always shy about that, even though I like singing. Yes, and we're going to do a cabaret. I'm going to do that, like, Babylon, Ber- Berlin kind of, you know, androgynous, yep, yep. you know, yep, 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 chick yep. that was on there. Oh, uh, I want to yeah. do that so much. <laughs> and then do that. And, and I was showing Kelly earlier. There's a really cute optic lead light whip. That yeah. you can play around with too, uh, and do yeah. some lead light but stuff. L- and looking at you, I think it'd be very hard being androgynous on stage. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> it's all. It's all. It's on Kelly's, the. Kelly's it's in shocked. the. It's in the yeah, attitude. Exactly. Yeah, it's the said, attitude. These the young, these people, these people get young people get shocked at this type of conversation. <laughs> you know, it's such prudes. I could have done it when I was younger. <laughs> I, I must admit. Oh, no, I shouldn't say it. <laughs> no, but why did I get boobs when I <laughs> was older? I, I didn't have them, and now I don't want them. <laughs> I don't need them. Yeah. I don't want them. Take yeah. them away. Right. You know? Well, you've got and a chance in November. this is what happens when you get older. Yeah, it'll be all right in November. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It's your attitude. To me, mm, yeah. it's your attitude. That's right. It's how you feel on That's the right. inside. It's called acting, Joe. Acting. Yeah, but it's... More well, than the whole effect. thing, your yeah. sexuality yes. is about yes. who you are right. inside, inside. Yeah. Yeah. not not yeah. the physical bit of it. Now, I, I, that's I'm, I'm going to play Queenie now. Okay. I'm going to do something that should have been done a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, Kelly. It's it's just stop being prudish. Now, I am now. Remember, I've got I've got a sword in my. Right hand. Yes. I'm going to tap you on the shoulder mm. as Queenie Lizzie, and I'm going to make you an Australian citizen. How's that? Thank you. Because you are one of us. Thank you. You're a wonderful human being. You've got you 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 have. I think what you've shown is the strength of human character. 
you know, you've, you've ridden the Coney Island, uh, fair, what is it, Ferris wheel? We're talking Aussie, let's go St Kilda. Man. All right, well, that's not Hello. much, that's not much of a bloody Ferris <laughs> wheel. I've been on a, roller coaster. Roller coaster, yeah, I've been on the, that one, there's nothing there. All right, you've gone right down the bottom and you've now on the top yes. through strength of character. And that's what it is, it's strength of character. You've decided that life is worth living. It is, thanks. But, you know, you need, it's a community. It's, mm. it's all about community, yeah. really. I couldn't, n- these things aren't done on your own. No, you're right. 100% right. They're not done on your own, but you took that opportunity, but you made the and choice. And I'm lucky. I'm, I'm, I'm mm. lucky that opportunities are there and I'm taking full advantage of it now, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, once again, I'd like to congratulate Kelly for bringing you in as a guest. It's been Thank a you. pleasure speaking. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Don't worry about her. She's just no. a prude. You no, know. no, you got the twinkle in your eye there. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say is, can you do us, Kelly and myself, a favour? Uh-oh. No, no. It's, it's, yeah. not, it's not a menage a trois. You can relax. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I'm too old for that garbage. <laughs> She's just fainted over there, you know that. She's just going, <laughs> oh! I know that. Can you, can we have an invitation to the opening night when you play the androgynous person? Yes. Please. Can yes. we be your honoured guests? Yes, definitely, definitely. It's in November. Yeah, well, you. Yeah, make I think sure there's a, they're coming up with the date, but I'll make sure you get it. And, yeah, and yeah. please come, because it'll be so much fun. It will be. We'll be there. We'll be there in the front row, won't we? <laughs> it's at Temperance Hall. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to behave yourself. I always behave myself. That's why I'm a septuagenarian. <laughs> so I thank you and very much. And I will much. probably be an Australian citizen next time you see me. Just remember there's a black in the Torres Strait Islander flag and you'll okay, get there. All right. Because right. I know it's one of the questions because I'm helping a person who's... There's so a many. permanent resident. There's so many and so mean. It's, it's mean. I passed most of them. Yeah, it's bloody Abbott. Look, we've got to we've got to move on. Thank you yep, very much. Thank you. Now I hope I get this right. Okay. Mora Burandaras. Tell us the real. Oh, mate. Pro- I stuffed it up. Come on, tell us the Can real. Can I give you a hug yeah. and say good try? A good try. <laughs> Maria. Moria. Burundanis. Burundanis. Yeah. Burundanis. Say that. Burundanis. You like the accent. Burundanis. Burundanis. Thank you, Kelly. Yasumore. Hey! Imagine what it would be like to be homeless in a city under curfew and in lockdown. When your everyday life has been turned upside down and it becomes illegal to be on the street. Tune in to Homeless in Hotels. A three-part radio series giving voice to the people who went from a life on the street to a life in hotels. And the support workers experiencing the shifting ground on the front line of COVID-19. Premiering on Thursday, July 28th, 12pm to 1pm 
on 3CR 855 AM. Homeless in Hotels, a 3CR supporter. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.